Hello, Burlington, and welcome to Net Zero Energy. I'm Jennifer Green, Director of Sustainability for the City of Burlington, where our goal is to reduce and eventually eliminate fossil fuel usage. In this podcast series, we share ways we can all reduce our energy usage for heating, transportation, and really anything else we plug in. Every business owner understands the importance of keeping costs down. A penny saved is a penny earned. This applies every bit as much to large businesses as it does to pizza delivery. Today we're talking with Tony Nguyen, who delivers pizza in and around Burlington. And of course, he does this in his Tesla. So Tony, I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Oh, uh, thanks for having me. Uh, it's a bit, of, a bit of a first here, so yeah, pretty exciting. Good, yeah. <laughs> well, we've been talking about using electric vehicles for, for delivery. I've walked down past your pizza shop for years probably. And I noticed this Tesla outside recently. And I was really curious to meet the person delivering pizzas in a Tesla. And then I don't know if you remember, you pulled up to my neighbor's house recently. You had talked about driving more than, if I have this right, any other pizza delivery person in the area. So you're putting how many thousands of miles um, under your wheels? <laughs> um, on a yearly basis, um, it's over 40,000 miles a year. Amazing. Um, and that's probably 75% uh, work driving. And I take a lot of road trips with the Tesla, you know, so it's, it's up there. Okay, so let's just think across the United States is 3000 miles. So you are traversing the United States many times over <laughs> in your car every year delivering pizza. So can you talk a little bit about the savings from driving electric? A lot of what Tesla, the Tesla products in general, you really have to start doing your own personal research when you talk about older Tesla cars. 2016 is the last year that the Model S all had free supercharging for the life of the vehicle, regardless of the owner. It becomes a no-brainer in terms of, you know, if you're using this car, anything more than regular, the average person, that it's a no-brainer to get this car. Because... The added benefit of the free supercharging is that pretty much with any Tesla or most electric vehicles as well is that the maintenance compared to internal combustion car is pretty much like 2% maybe. And that's kind of being, it's generally 0%, <laughs> but I'll give a little leeway for 2%. Um, you do have to rotate your tires. But um, I started looking at, you know, what I was paying. And so at the time, I was driving a 2005 Subaru Legacy GT, which is a turbo 2.5 motor. It needed premium fuel. It needed, you know, a lot of attention. It needed oil changes every 3,500 miles. It had to be premium full synthetic oil. So oil changes were over $100. So when just looking at the fuel for that car with that poor mileage at 20 miles a gallon, the breakdown comes to, you know, 25 to 30 cents a mile just for fuel. And we start doing the math on that, you know, and then adding on down the road, you need maintenance. So that's going to be per cents per mile. And then you're going to have actual repairs and that's going to incur certain costs. So you actually don't have an idea of what your full cost is per mile in an internal, internal combustion car until you've had it for a while and you kind of document the stuff. And... I've done enough driving now. I've been driving delivery for, I don't know, probably 10 years plus. And the reality is that after having my Model S now for the last year and four months and knowing the numbers behind that, it's just mind-blowing how much money people, we all, most of us, waste on cars. 
because we don't have an idea of what it costs, so we don't think about it. But the bottom line is they cost too much to be driving an internal combustion car. Even if I was paying for charging, my cost per mile is on the order of four cents per mile for electric. And after 40 some odd thousand miles, my repair costs have been about eight cents a mile. And that is including a uh, accident that I had with my air conditioning system, a $2,000 cost. So even in using that, adding that $2,000 cost in there, that's still, you know, at eight cents a mile, under 10 cents a mile. So my total cost of operations, not including insurance, is on the order of, if I was paying for, ins- for electric, still on the order of 12 to 13 cents a mile. That's where most cars start with right. just their fuel consumption. And th- then you start thinking, you know, you're realizing that you're paying 40, 50, 60, 70 cents a mile if you're in a truck maybe. Mm-hmm. You know, you're almost on almost a dollar per mile. And that's obscene. And if your vehicle gets to that point, then you need to get rid of it and get something else because you're literally driving something that's making you poorer. <laughs> right. We just look at the MSRP. Yeah. Consider the price of gas. And we think to ourselves, well, there's going to be operation and maintenance beyond that, but I don't really know what that is. So you actually own the vehicle and you start writing checks to your mechanic. So you've really done some hard math, or not hard math, honestly, to figure out the savings that you're getting from delivering electric. You know, for me, like a lot of people, a lot of Americans, you know, non-Americans too, sure, um, is having a brand new car, you know. And getting into it, and it's got minimal miles, nobody's destroyed anything, and that's the dream. And five years later, you're thinking, this is great. I'm free and clear of my payments. i got extra money in my budget now. But here's the reality. At year five, year six, when you pay off that car and you're thinking you're free, no. That's where it starts to get ugly. Now, your car needs repairs. It doesn't need component replacements. It needs system replacements. So when you have a brake problem, a brake issue, it's not really a brake caliper or you know single issue. It's the whole system. You start talking about rotors, calipers. Oh, and by the way, you're leaking brake fluid. So some of your brake lines are bad. We'll have to change those too. That payment was X dollars. Mm-hmm. Now when you talk about system replacements, that is not X dollars now. Now it's 3X, 4X. When it comes to electric cars, Yes, they cost more, and you're paying that so that you can save in the long term. The way I look at it is this. A Tesla has 10 to 100 times less moving parts than an internal combustion car. And what you're paying is for is not having to replace those parts in an internal combustion car at years or any, at any point, you'll never have to replace them because they don't exist in, the, in an electric car. Even if you don't drive as much as I do and you don't drive three times or four times the national average, you're still going to get your money back from your car. And here's another bonus, is that all Teslas are aluminum. Not a single car that they've ever produced will ever go to the landfill because of rust. What would you suggest to Burlington Electric in terms of our work to help change that paradigm? This is a question that I kind of get asked by random people, I think, about you know, how, how and when does the change actually happen. It, it comes down to the biggest motivator for people is going to be money. For me, as, as, as an example, with how much I drove and I had required premium fuel, I had to put approximately $80 in fuel every three or four days. 
that's, that's a lot. My paradigm shift came to saying, well, what if I didn't have to pay that? What if every week someone just gave me that money? And you do that as a mental exercise and say, well, this is how much I save every week. What if someone just came to you every week and just handed you some money? Would you then buy an electric car? And then you basically ask them that question, how much money do I have to hand you every week until you actually go make a change in your life and you actually get this money? Because right now we're just talking about it. Like you could get it right now if you went and bought the car. But until people see that, in yeah. their hand and actually visualize it. And then you start asking them the other question, what do you want to do that you don't have money for? Because this is how you get there. My number one, two or three reasons for driving my Tesla are not really to save the environment. You know, it's to save me money, you know, so that I can live a higher quality of life. I can provide a higher quality of life for my child. Well, Tony, this has been so great. And I think I do, I need to make a plug for Burlington, because I know you live outside of Burlington. I know you're also free charging. If you get a home charger, Burlington Electric will provide an incentive for that. We do have an off-peak rate. So although not free, it's significantly cheaper. And it's cheaper, of course, than sort of charging at a public station, although we keep those inexpensive as well. And needless to say, incredibly cost competitive to fueling up your car with gasoline. Um, the second thing I just want to mention, of course, is the rebates that we offer. So so not only do we have the, the home charging and the reduced rate for the off-peak hours, we do offer rebates for the cars themselves, too. As you listen to all of Tony's calculations and all the good reasons for, for driving electric, think about those added benefits as well. There are some programs, out, other programs out there, you mentioned rebates. Um, I almost took advantage of one called Smart Mileage. Yeah, if is it sort of moderate low income? You get a... Yes. Yeah, low, right, exactly. But um, Mileage Smart, it's called. Yes, some yeah. of that. They offer something that's pretty amazing that I was almost able to take advantage of, but mm. I unfortunately was not able to. Mm. Their program is based on if you make below the median income for whatever town you live in. Mm -hmm. uh, for me, it was in Essex. The income was level was like 45 mm -hmm. a year or something. Mm -hmm. At the time, I was um, under that, mm -hmm. so I qualified. Mm -hmm. They pay, will give you a grant of 20% mm -hmm. up to $5,000 mm -hmm. free money mm -hmm. to buy an electric car, mm -hmm. a used electric vehicle. No, that's a chunk of money. When you start to stack those savings yes, and exactly. you tell people like, hey, you buy the car, here's 25% of the money for the car. It's not just the money that you save. It's now that money that you don't have to spend it on this stupidness. And now you can take that, you can actually spend it on what you want. You can actually use that to increase your quality of life. When I look at stuff and I say, oh, well, is that above our budget, outside of our budget? If it's a little bit above or it's not a big deal anymore. It makes life better. Yeah. You know, and that's the bottom line is that your life is better because of it. So, Tony, I really want to thank you for being here. We've been talking about including somebody who drives for work and you are the perfect candidate. You're delivering pizza not only are you doing it in a car that's saving you money, um, you're, spreading, you're spreading the wealth. So we really appreciate you being here, and it's great having you as a guest. Yeah, thanks so much for the experience. It's been awesome. Thank you so much. Thank you again for listening to Net Zero Energy. If you have any questions about this podcast or what BED offers regarding incentives, rebates, or technological support, look for us at burlingtonelectric.com or call us at 802 865-7300. You can also follow us on Facebook. We're always here to help and look forward to engaging with you on our mutual path to net zero energy.